Welcome to episode 283 of the Max Wrestling Podcast. Wherever you're listening, YouTube, Facebook, Andre Corbiel's Wrestling with Wrestling, SoundCloud, or whatever podcast format, make sure you follow and subscribe. It is August 13th, and we are one week away from our 28th special, Promo Slam 2020. Both of my esteemed co-hosts have a busy week next week, and I'm sure Travis is bowed up, but congratulations, King Mo, now going after two titles next week. Oh, double duty indeed. Also, my redemption is complete. Uh, as they start, as that one guy says from Canada, I started from the bottom. Now I'm here. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I you know got. Uh, I, I love to like bring it up now. I used to hate it, but now I don't mind it. Uh, got embarrassed my first time in King of the Mic, and now I legit beat everybody, including one man I did not think I'd beat, being Teddy P, but. Uh, yeah. So again, redemption complete. We shut up that one guy, and now, now the the like if the if, how can I say this? If my hill wasn't already uh, tall enough to climb, somebody added some fucking snow to it. <laughs> so, I mean, especially this year, the competition was much stiffer than last year. You're telling me? I mean, Ronald came out swinging. You know, Sean did his thing. I'm not gonna, not gonna, yeah. But you know that happened, and then and then Teddy P, legit went from the guy that he he maybe was probably just the name for a little bit, and, and if I say that and I disrespect him, I apologize. I'm just trying to state facts, and then he came back, reminded you who he was, and in some form, kind of improved a bit. Oh, definitely. So yeah, it was. <clears throat> Teddy he came was back difficult. With a everybody else. Hey, you're telling me. Like I said, he came back with a purpose, um, but I I don't want to say I snuck by him. I got by him, and now, like I said, the 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 top of the hill looks awfully shiny. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. What are we looking? We need to think of a nickname now for like two belts. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Huh. I don't know. We're gonna have to figure out something. <laughs> include the king part. There's so much to add now. Yeah, the accolades just keep piling up. You're not, you're, the, you're the first, the no, sorry, the second person to win three match wrestling accolades. We all know who the other guy is because he's won everything. Yeah, we don't talk about that guy. <laughs> uh, who will of course be back next week for promo slam? It's been a long time since we've seen Mr. Larkin. Well, yeah, his hiatus was like. 
five years ago? I, I, I joke, I kid. But no, he's <laughs> feels like been it. gone. It, it does. He's been gone for at least a couple of months. He he wasn't even supposed to be on the week before Trivia Takeover. He was only supposed to do the specials during his time off. But obviously stuff happened, so he had to come back for a little bit. Ah, yes, that's right. And then sailed back off into the sunset. Yeah, but, he's that guy that like showed up for the weekend. Yeah, that, that that doesn't mean he stopped working, though. I mean, we've still been getting like bits of his promo. We've still been getting interviews and stuff. Mike Mike never takes days off. He just doesn't record all the time. Exactly. He may yeah. He may not be uh, uh, busy as far as recording, but I assure you, he's a busy man. Yeah. Uh, plus new job. That's always hard. Uh, okay, somebody else got a new job this week, and that was Dominic Mysterio. Uh, officially signed. That was a nice segue. Officially signing his right? WWE contract on Raw, and at the same time signing the contract to face Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. Um, right before Rollins stepped into the ring with Embeto, beats him very easily. Like I expected a little bit more from Embeto, but you know Rollins right? looking good. Um, but it, man, it was after the match that. Dominic literally earned his stripes. Um, just got the mm. shit beat out of him with candlesticks by Seth and Murphy. Ooh. Just those well him. Like, oh yeah, no, like you've seen a couple of the shots, they looked bad. And then just you let it heal, I think, for like an hour, and then you take these Instagram pictures. And they just look fucking brutal. There's like one giant line of a bruise over like a bunch of red marks, and it's just, and then it's his back is all cut up, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what actually. I probably would have took the caning more than the skateboard from the that Ricky Starks took. Yeah, I think that would have felt worse at the time. Yeah, but this, but this was still pretty fucking gnarly. Oh yeah. Like, um, the only funny, well, it's not really funny, it's more questionable, is, like, nobody tried to help Dominic. He was, like, stuck there for five minutes getting it. Nobody had friends. Like, especially Dominic. Didn't a bunch of people come out and help him last week? And my first thought was Joe, but then they, like, made it very clear that he can't do shit. And I'm like, that's stupid. Yeah. But then, like, later on on social media, all these, like, all the Mexican stars of WWE were like supporting Dominic and like where the hell were any of you on Monday sleeping siesta time and even Andrade who's a heel and he was in the building he was on the show he didn't help and don't act like we don't know you all work in the same building (laughs) nah we work on the truck Um, but I mean obviously you can see why nobody came to help him because they wanted to make Dominic the victim and he did. And Fucking probably right. Seth best heel work in weeks because he was just a bastard. Yeah, that's putting it lightly. <laughs> I mean, first off, I, am I the only one that, that when I saw this entire like contract signing, I, wa- I wanted to see Joe versus Seth more than anything. Yeah, I'm really not sure what the situation in, is with Joe. I mean, if he's clear to wrestle at all or if he's literally just retired 
I have no idea. I, I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I'd love to find out. I mean, I know he's got concussion issues. I'm sure yeah. he's already been cleared, maybe. But, like, come on. Strange. Very. Uh, and something else that was strange is the, the poisoning drama that's going on between Zelina and Bianca Bella. Now, they went to the trouble during the week of... Um, Zelina having this streaming game with Kayla and during the stream <laughs> she's on Twitch <laughs> on Twitch yeah and during the stream Bianca invades the home and just starts beating her up they didn't even mention it on Raw nope but my I, I, and I love that I saw that I, I fucking posted it on RWT I said what in the name of the Attitude Era is going on around here <laughs> and it ain't no Pillman's got a gun that's for sure all I know is, is like her cousin was just like, "Why do you open doors for random ass people? <laughs> you don't look through the peephole. You don't check the window. Come on." What was that, Sarita? Right, I <laughs> just were they supposed to be cousins, or were they just tag team partners? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure they were cousins. God, I, I don't. I have no idea what the impact. <laughs> Where's Trav when you need him? Or Mike? Mike would know. I was about to say, I was like, "Where? You mean Mike?" <laughs> like, I don't know ask Mike. Now the strange thing is they, they then had a match after Angelo defeated Andrade, Bianca defeated Zelina. Um but is that it? Or are they continuing the feud or what? Because it's strange that they would have the match on Raw instead of building towards it. Right. Makes no real sense. And then when the fuck did I mean I know Selena used to wrestle, but like I don't even remember the last time I've really seen her do any like an actual oh. match. Probably the Rumble. I think that's all she's really done in WWE. Yeah, it, it's got to be because I fucking have no clue. <laughs> at least she knows where her gear is. Hey, good for her. At least, you know, at least she didn't get happened like Shotzi. That, that sucks. That was rough. You're telling me. Well, you'd, you'd expect it from like a parking lot, but outside your apartment. Right? I mean, like. Come on, it's it, that's why you pay the extra for the gates and shit. I I did kind of find it funny that everybody was like, all this stuff was in the back, keep an eye out for it. Yeah, like we're gonna have X-ray vision and you know see into the trunk as the car drives past. Oh yeah, we're gonna keep our eye out for the specific <laughs> model of car and paint color and all that shit that she didn't mention. And then we're gonna X-ray vision our way into the trunk. You got it, bud. Shoot, yep, there's a belt in there. Okay, go get it. Is that Shachi's helmet on that kid's head? Let's go. <laughs> um, now, MVP made this random claim that Apollo is behind Retribution. Obviously, is not really. It's just, you know, making excuses for losing. Yeah. Um, Shelton then defeats Apollo. Lashley begins to attack Apollo, but MVP says, no, no, no. He wants him healthy for SummerSlam. But then he, uh, he attempts a cheap shot. But Apollo just drops him with a kick and escapes to beat down. Um, I, I would have thought they would, they would have gone back to Raw Underground this week. Yeah, that would have been nice. I mean, they I thought that's where they were under new management. No, were they not the managers? Again. You're trying to tell me the managers weren't on shift? There's a Karen that is angry at this moment. <laughs> they they took over for one week. Yeah, it sounds like that sounds like Walmart. I was in charge for a week. <laughs> 
What happened? They hired some 18 year old. The boss's son came back. Oh yeah, the boss. <laughs> the boss's son. The boss's son came back from fucking online school. <laughs> Um, but before we get into Raw Underground, we had some more shenanigans from those hooligans uh, who have now been nicknamed Aces and Five Foot Eights. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> who fucking named them that? Because that's great. Um, there's also a fan account called Retribution WWE, and they put out a tweet saying, Stop calling us Aces and Five Foot Eights, or we're going to break stuff. <laughs> well, they were already doing that. My whole thing is, is like, so, if I remember correctly, the first one was the cinder block, right? Yeah. So this a glass fucking window. dude. Okay. So this goddamn fucking guy runs up, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, hey, get out of here!" Go and they're home. like, "You get out of here!" <laughs> it was like, and then it was his first day on a job, and he didn't know how to enforce his authority, and he just thought, "Go home." He's home. You go. <laughs> and they tell him, "You get out of here!" So then they throw the thing into the bottom window. And I'm like, why don't you do it with the one where the logo's at? And then the fucking homeboy comes with the other cinder block and he throws it in the already broken, like, open window. And I'm like, yeah. well, that was a waste. You guys really suck. I'm, and then they run away like a bunch of scared teenagers. That's that's pretty much what they are. Um, I'm guessing the first block was too heavy, so he just threw it through the bottom window. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit, I underestimated the size of this thing. I thought it was just polystyrene. Nope, it's real cinder. It's real, it's real heavy, bro. <laughs> I didn't work out enough for this. Um, and later on, they, they flipped the car. And, you know, every time I see Retribution now and what they've been up to, I think it was seen in American Werewolf in London, where there's a posh couple getting ready to leave home to go out somewhere. And the wolves just killed somebody not far down the road, and you hear him like, all this... Hubbus. and she's just in the window like it's pitch black she can't see anything and she just goes those hooligans are in the park again <laughs> well yeah that's, that's that actually fits them perfectly every time I hear oh Retribution have done this oh those hooligans again <laughs> those damn kids um, now rumours been going around that one of the members is Dominic Dijakovic um, I, Dijakovic. Dijak, however Just the hell call him fucking Dijak. Everybody else calls him Dijak. Yeah, Chris Dijak. However the hell you decide to pronounce his name this week. Um, I, like, I don't really see him so far. I think they're all still standings. None of them really scream like actual wrestler to me. Yeah. Except the guy that screamed into the camera on SmackDown. I instantly thought that was Leo Rush. Okay, I wasn't the only one. But, I mean, he was like, I was like, okay, maybe Leo got a little taller. I don't know. But, I mean, I, I hear, yeah, I hear Dijak could be, like, the leader. I don't see him, like, as a The only guy I think would work great for this would be Cameron Grimes, but I don't want to see him off, off NXT TV. Mm. Charismatic yeah. as all hell, yeah. We're here to take over. I can already hear his crazy-ass voice. <laughs> Um, I, I think I said last week I predict Alistair Black is the leader, but I really hope he isn't now because this whole faction is kind of dying already. Like, nobody's taking it seriously. What is there to take? There's nothing to take serious. I mean, it's not like they went in and destroyed the ring again. 
They fucking they threw a cinder block through the same broken window. They flipped the car, which fucking Braun Strowman used to do weekly. Yeah, and it you took know. like eight of them. Right? <laughs> you know, Braun did it in a matter of seconds. And you fucking guys took all goddamn night. Plus, it didn't even show when I'm flipping it. They, they, they were just there with an upside-down car. Maybe they hired Braun. We don't know. Maybe. Well, he is a heel now. Right? Hey, after you, I don't give a damn about Alexa. You lying sack of shit. <laughs> See, I, I, obviously there was a double turn, but what if it's a swerve and Alexa cost the Fiend the match at SummerSlam? Hey, that's a, I mean, that's a big possibility. It's, it's worth it. I mean, after she got clawed, it's like, I can see that now, but I don't know. I don't, I don't like this. I'm so bored with it. Like, I really don't care. They're going into this fucking third match. They've already had two. The, the first one was shit, and the second one was garbage, and and now that's like, now they want us to care because you said you don't give a shit about Alexa, and then Alexa got clawed, and why why am I supposed to care? Like, it's it, literally the only part of SmackDown I've been keeping up with, and that's because the highlights come out. But I mean, I still watch SmackDown. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> um, I mean, it, besides anything fucking AJ does, mm. he seems to be the only shining light. Just like Drew seems to be the only shining light on fucking Raw. Yeah. Uh, well, Mickey James returned to Raw this week, um, and all she really did was have an interview backstage, and she was interrupted by Lana and Natalia, who now dress exactly the same for reasons. Fucking TikTok. Oh, fucking TikTok. I fucking hate TikTok. <laughs> I don't mind uh. it, but Jesus, do you guys really need to, like, fucking... Go like figure out what the hell they used to wear in the '90s and like in, on in living color, and then decide to like revamp it and wear it on, in fucking public. I don't understand. Lana is also the embodiment of TikTok. She got fucking. She got Miro fucking banned from Twitch for just walking in <laughs> into the room in a bikini. And I'm like, God damn it! The poor bastard barely got like a thousand followers, and you got him kicked off. Like, way to go! Well, he hasn't been through enough. Like yeah, seriously. I mean the I uh, I mean have, okay. I know we we just talked about. It. Have you heard of this guy maybe deciding uh, he's gonna go with AEW? Well, I, mean, I keep it's been I keep hearing that left. I I keep hearing that there's a chance he might actually be able to work with the New Japan in LA or I guess wherever they're. I think they're in LA. Yeah. I guess he's gonna try to. Uh, I guess that's one of the spots he's gonna he's considering. But a lot of people are like he would be like the perfect guy to beat uh, to beat Cody. Ooh. I don't hate that idea. No. But as long as Lana stays away. Yeah. Well, she that actually had a contract renewed in WWE, didn't she? When they fired oh, her husband. Right. <laughs> Thank God. Okay, we got Rusev or Lana. Which one should we fire and which one should we keep? Oh, well, Lana. Lana will sell uh, calendars there, pal. And people are all, they'll turn around and look at Vince. What the fuck? What the hell's a calendar? <laughs> maybe maybe they did base it on TikTok followers. Lana's got I, more it, followers. Well, social media, that's where it's at. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I mean, I, I thought he retired, but I, I'd be happy to see him end up in AEW. Hell, even Impact. You, uh, you know what? Yeah, maybe. I mean, even Brian Myers looked good in Impact this week. Yeah. I mean, it was short and sweet, but... Um, <clears throat> Better than his WWE run. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of short and sweet, I keep giving them new names. I'm going with Ricochander this year. Ricochet and <laughs> Cedric Alexander. Ricochander? <laughs> well, WWE has this thing of combining water. names to create team names like Jericho. So we're going with see, Ricochander. Ricochander. <laughs> Um, they and the Raiders squashed Tazawa's ninjas. What in the hell? <clears throat> okay, that, that that's the part that where like this thing kills me. They were the Viking Raiders, and they're just beating up ninjas. Are the nin like this is like legit? Like they're not. So this is this is like 1991. Okay. Yeah. There's jobbers, but uh, we're not going to tell you they're jobbers. We're tell you they're part of a very serious, stable group of ninjas. Okay, never mind. It's not 1991. It's 1984. Jesus Christ. Like, when were they, they cleared to wrestle in matches anyway? I thought they were just, like, heavies. Nah, fucking whatever. They're like the security dudes. Get in there and get beat up, but I guess you're going to get in there and get like do some shit first and then get beat up. I don't know. Yeah. Well, one of them turned out to be uh, Truth in Disguise, who rolls up to Zawa on the way out of the ring. Uh, 38. A 38-time 7-Eleven. Champion. I-95. <laughs> Sa. He also made Shane a break character on Raw Talk again. I can't. Like, <laughs> it's so... I couldn't be able to, like, do an interview with this fucking guy. And, no. Like, on the, on the call. You're out of your mind. Yeah. And then in the same room. If I was in the same room... Like, no, nobody can keep a straight face with truth. Not even Brock Lesnar did it. No. And again, you're talking about fucking Brock Lesnar here, the guy that he probably would keep a straight face at like a comedy show. He would just sit there. Yeah. <laughs> but Truth it's, walks in the room. Ah, oh, fuck. It's impossible to be an intimidating, serious heel around our truth. Factual statements right there. Actually, I think the only person I've seen keep a relatively straight face was Randy Orton, and that's because he's got no emotion, uh, which we'll get to gonna... later on. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was like, oh yeah, he showed it, alright. Um, I think there was a dumb finish, personally, between Peyton and Liv. Like, <clears throat> why was Liv so distracted by Ruby being on the apron when she knew Billy was going to try and interfere? Like, yeah, I, I didn't understand that either. I, like, was, wa I watched this and I was like, okay, I'm already not, like, enjoying <laughs> this. I'm going to go get, like, an ice cream sandwich. And I come back and I'm like, what in the... Like, I, I give up. I, I rewound it three times. I was like, I don't know. Why the hell was she distracted? I don't get it. I, I don't rewind Raw anymore, unless it's retro. <laughs> I see what you did there. Right? <laughs> um, <clears throat> but apparently Peyton and Bianca are rumored to be Vince's choices to lead the new generation of women in WWE an interesting combination. Yeah, I really don't want to see the Iconics break up, though. Eh, I mean... Eh. I, I mean, I, they work better together. I'm, I'm in total agreement with that. I don't want to see him break up. Um, I think if they do, Billy Kay is exposed. And 
she's like yeah. fired. Like that's what I'm most afraid of. Like she is brilliant personality wise, but Peyton's oh, yeah. clearly the better wrestler. All day. I mean, maybe if she just stuck around and be her her manager, maybe, and then they could stay like that. Just get her out of the ring would be fantastic. Yeah, they they really balance each other out because, like, you see all this stuff backstage. They do like all the WWE.com exclusives and stuff, and Billy just being a crazy, hilarious, witty self. And you always see Peyton try and hold it together because she's just gonna crack. Oh yeah. <laughs> she stands there looking all sexified. Damn, yeah, Sean Zach Spears. Ryder, or Matt, Matt Cardona's lady, I should say. I wanted to say Zack Ryder. Yeah, Sean Spears. Oh, Sean Spears. Wait, who's Zack oh. Ryder with? Oh. oh, that's right. Zach's with somebody else. Huh? Mike, where are you, man? Um, Son of a <clears throat> bitch, Mike. Oh, Ali. There you go. Is it Ali? I think it's Ali. Wait. I'm, I'm going to go with Ali. <laughs> we don't follow My personal relationships. Dude, I'm doing the... I'm doing the shrug thing that everybody puts on their fucking text messages. Yeah. I, I use that a lot. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> if I know. Um, <clears throat> so our first visit to Raw Underground saw Riddick Moss, who I don't even know where or when the last time I saw Riddick Moss was. Obviously, it was on NXT. Um, uh <clears throat> Was it not? He showed up. He was with uh, the... Who the fuck did he show up with? With MVP. <clears throat> He showed up with some. I remember he showed up with somebody. Did like one episode and then he was gone. Huh. Well, that's how much of an impact Mojo? he made. Oh, fuck it. It could have been Mojo. Yeah, that's probably why I don't remember. <laughs> like I was like, I swear <coughs> to God, I fucking seen the guy. Um, or maybe no, it probably had to be Mojo. I think I was gonna call him like the fullback or something. Oh, the twenty-four-seven title thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, but yeah, he made much more of an impact on Raw Underground just blitzing Cal Bloom. Um, <clears throat> I had to look that up because I don't remember him saying his name. I don't know half the fucking jabroons they throw in there to get beat up by a guy that's maybe kind of a sort of a star. Yeah. So whenever you see somebody on Raw Underground, you have to Google who was on Raw Underground. <laughs> oh yeah, who is this fucker? Like later later on, we had um, Arturo Ruas, who was an MMA oh fighter, just pummel somebody. And that's the thing when you look up who these guys were, they were like Ruas pummeled a jobber, Shayna beat three jobbers. No 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 no. Shayna didn't beat three jobbers. She went out in the crowd, decided I'm gonna slug three <clears throat> poor innocent women and make them fight me. Yeah. And then beat their ass. I'm like, <laughs> okay. My wife's looking at me. She's like, she started that whole fight. I was like, I know. I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just, they're so willing to fight her. I, I don't know what's I, going on. She must have been bored. There was no good food in Catering again. Nuh-uh. <laughs> I mean, it, it got it more, I mean, no buffet style. They're probably all prepackaged crap. Yeah. They got um, time for Uber Eats. I'm, I'm very glad there wasn't anything with Nia Jax this week. There, obviously, she got suspended. Thank well, God. Last week. Uh, hopefully, they keep it like that. Like, you just suspended. Say, not like Kevin Owens, like he was suspended for a week and he came back. Yeah, that wasn't uh, much of a suspension, but all right. Uh, but also on Raw Underground, Dabba kind of went below the belt. Uh, mm-hmm. The jobber he was facing just grabbed a handful and knocked him out with a right hook. 
That, that's a hell of a way to get beat. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> I mean, uh, if that's not like how this guy starts beating everybody, then I don't know if I want to see this anymore. Well, when you look at a side stream, you don't really need to <laughs> use cheap hey. tricks like that. Oh, the, the second I seen that, I immediately saw like that 30 second video they used to go all over Facebook all the time with that guy at an MMA fight. Grab his dick and twist it. <laughs> what? Grab his dick and twist it. The old dick twist. I'm just fucking, I was like, yep, Papa Tunde seen that. Is, and he was like, this is what we're going to do. Is that a Sal Bandini move? <laughs> That's where Joey Ryan learned it. Sal Bandini. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, so two weeks in, how, how do you think Raw on the Ground's going? Because I'm, I'm seeing a lot of mixed reactions to it. Well, there's no strippers this week. I'm just a little disappointed. Yeah, Liv, was, um, Liv Morgan was disappointed by that. Hey, as we should, we all should be. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie, dude. Arturo Ruiz is my dude. If uh, anybody remembers that NXT review I did, like, fucking years ago like, for that at this point. This guy had meant, like, mentioned he's, like, a black belt in, like, every goddamn martial art there ever is. And I'm like, you're the deadliest man to ever get into a squared circle. Like, you're better than Steve Blackman, bro. He needs to be on this underground, like, every week. Like, he's, like, I like what Shayna did. I mean, I, I make fun of it because, yeah, like, my, my wife pointed out perfectly. She did start the fight. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, but then she also killed everybody and looked <clears throat> good doing it. Yeah, she also finished it very quickly. It, yeah, exactly. Threw everybody around. Looked awesome. You know, Ruas look good. And, I mean, even... I'm not going to... I hate that I'm saying this because I kind of just got a little something in my throat. Even Ziggler looked pretty good in fucking tape fists in the fucking jeans out there beating up people. Yeah. Like, I, I don't mind it, but it, it you got to start building a fucking story to it. If you're just going to throw it to the back, as they say, and just beat up on some fucking people MMA style and... Have Shane McMahon be the worst fucking judge in the world and just run in. That's it. That's it. That's it. You know, like he's. I hate it. Like, what the what, what the fuck is a ref in there for? Does he not yeah. know how to stop a fight? Why 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 is it even Shane running it? Any of these guys could just kill him. I I yeah I don't understand where like the man. <laughs> I guess the McMahon factor. Oh, the oh, money, money, money talks. You don't want to piss him off. Like, I wonder money. if he eats a steak like his dad. Um, so that brings us to the final match and segment of the show, um, which we, we really should have seen coming. Um, maybe I did, I just didn't really think about it. Um, so Orton gets the win over Owens with a, an RKO counter to the stunner. And so I'm looking at the clock now and I'm thinking, okay, we still got 10 minutes left. So mm -hmm. either we go into another segment or Randy's going to pull something. And immediately picks up a microphone and asks Rick to stick around because he got something to say. Um, it was actually great promos from both of them, even from Flair, who's kind of missed a step the last few years with all this trouble. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Orton goes full heels, saying he doesn't respect Flair anymore, calls him a liability, and gets really personal, mentioning um, Rick Flair's son is his pacemaker mm. and being in a coma. Um, yeah, when he brought up Reed, I was like, oof. dude, blow, fucking blow. Um, but, you know, Flair, Flair also said what we've all been saying for years, that he wants Randy Orton to break his record and not John Cena. Oh, yeah, I love that line. Um, 
and Orton pulls a swerve. They hug it out, pulls a low blow, and then it was great that they suddenly remembered Retribution are around so they can flick the lights on and off so that you don't actually have to hide the punt. You can just put the lights out on contact. Smart, by the way. Yes. Putting put Ric Flair in no danger. Um, and then, of course, Drew McIntyre comes down and chases him off. Um, but again, Booger Elf. Drew, <laughs> Drew had like a minute and a half, maybe two minutes before that punt after the low blow to come down. Oh yeah, he fucking, he was like probably half naked. No oh, shit, but <laughs> give me, give damn me, it, a, give me a nice shirt. Open. Give me a nice shirt. I was about to say, I was like, where's, damn it. No, no, that's like, This comes got sweat all over it. <laughs> um, the the only thing missing for me would have been after the low blow and flyers on the ground is Orton picking up a mic or just looking towards the camera and saying I'm sorry I love you and then hitting the punt right I mean I that would have been uh, sweet it would have been but like just like you just pointed out he has no emotion yeah very true he's a robot he does have sarcasm though oh tons of it what does the shape have to say It's time to shape up. It's time for you to prove that you are more than a one-headed wonder. It's only right for us to set that bar, to set that standard. I take the shape of whatever I need to be. Travis Anderson. Your time. Match Wrestling presents Promo Slam August 20th. Go to matchwrestlinguk.weebly.com for more information. Hey guys, this is Brittany Savage and you are listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take to the max. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Welcome to the Madhouse. Um, okay, well there's no king of the mic this week, so we're going on to Impact. Um, have you seen it this week? No, nope, because the king of the mic is here. <laughs> Um, have you have you seen Impact? I'm actually finishing up a bunch of the highlights right now. Okay, so I had a good night. Wrestle House looked awfully interesting with fucking Crazy Steve yeah. as as the ref, <laughs> and what looks to be like an impromptu, just random like conversation with a bunch of people. Yeah, um, I had a great night because obviously I watched Impact later on, so I, I watched Impact and then I moved on to AEW and NXT Live, so. Oh, hey, I had, I had a good about four hours. Yeah, you're telling me. Um, but we opened up with, um, well, in the middle of a brawl backstage between um, Mac and Eric Young, who made their way into the ring. They were supposed to have a match later on, apparently, but Mac decides he want to fight. He made it hard to match now, um, which they did. And Mac, during the match, uh, Willie Mac contemplated returning the favor of Rich, Rich Swan by, you know, doing the whole leg in the chair thing. But mm-hmm. Eric Young managed to escape and hit a pile driver for the win. And I just noticed as well the similarity between Eric Young's theme and the Cure's theme from The Crow, Burn. I'll have to check that out. They're, they're, they're very similar. And I don't know if that's deliberate, but if it is, I like it. Right on. I mean... 
from what I saw from uh, from this, because again, with the whole no access to access, yeah. go off of the highlights, but it is what it is. Um, like AEW has made it like officially like a thing where wrestlers are attracted to the ring like a magnet because they're brawling all over the fucking place. I don't mind it actually. Hell, I actually kind of like it. They're I think like brawling all over the parking lot, throwing each other in a cement, beating the shit out of each other. All of a sudden, I'm like, I turn around, and I look, I was like, oh wait, they're gonna have a match. <laughs> they they fought from the parking lot to the ring. And I'm like, so if they were in the ring, would it be vice versa? We gotta get out of here. I mean, Wrestle House was kind of the same when um, Crazy Steve and was it Ace Romero uh, didn't have a room, so they were both drawn to the ring to sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. oh yeah, we can't do, we can't share it either. Oh yeah, it's, it's like an eighteen foot by eighteen foot. We can share it. No, we can't. We gotta fight for it. <laughs> um, so good brothers are looking for Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Um, they didn't find them, but they did like break up a match later on. Uh, which was between, if I can remember, oh, uh, Suicide and Dez. Uh, very quickly gets thrown out when the good brothers attack. Uh, clean house, call out Ace and Fulton, who appear on the Tron, and they challenge him to a match at Emergence uh, next week. Ooh. I did like when they came out. They, their, their presence is is immediately felt. So like whether you're brand new to Impact or you've been watching for a while, I feel like they're like them showing up made an impact literally like you know, no pun intended yeah. <laughs> but because every time i see them like i i like it's all eyes on them I'm not gonna lie wrestle house is fucking mad entertaining yeah but uh so this is the gallows and anderson that i wish we could have had in wwe like i don't want to see them cracking jokes i want to see them yes. going backstage looking for somebody okay, to hold fight. on that's not true that fucking i mean like, they are funny the, 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 the nerdometer, the nerd. Like I loved it. I'm not gonna lie, but no, you're 100 percent right. They should have been at least serious first. You know, been you know won the world tag titles like a couple times. Legit, look like you know badass teams. And then you want to do some dumbass comedy. I'm all about it. Hmm. But nope. Shame, 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 shame. You can't get over in Japan here, pal. Yep, not even Shinsuke. Oh, that poor. Oh. I feel so bad, cause I loved when he showed up, and now I'm like, dude, leave. Yeah, do oh, whatever you can to leave. I said the same thing to Chad Gable every fucking time I see him on SmackDown. Dude, yeah. leave. Please get out of here. You're so much better than this place. Nobody will take you seriously in this profession if you don't leave. And trust me, he's got the talent. Yeah, what did uh, Brian Myers say in an interview this week that WWE were giving out? Please don't go to AEW contracts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's just perfect. <laughs> um, so in our first visit to Russell House this week, uh, Taya decides to entertain the household by showing her greatest hits. Poor household. Um beginning with right. their debut and impact of course but it was another nice moment between Rosemary and Crazy Steve where obviously they addressed their history together um, and 
Steve kind of planted this idea in her head that maybe she should make whoever she's interested in jealous because she seems distracted. In the meantime, very random, Cousin Jake and Susie are preparing for a secret date. Like Rich Swan hasn't been through enough. I was just going to say. <laughs> um, so that's where we leave part one of Wrestle House. Um, and we get to Reno Scum jumping Rhino backstage for some reason just to take his money. Don't know where they came into this whole feud between Rhino and Hernandez, but there you go. Is Rhino still walking around with that water money? Not anymore. Right, Reno Scum jumped him and took the money. Oh, son of a... That's um, what I meant, Dumbass. There's a, there's a lot going Why on backstage. Why would you still have that? I want to ask Rhino, like, legitimately. Yeah, he's hey, been bro. walking around aren't... with a wad of cash for three weeks. I was just, no, no, that's what I want to ask him that, and then I want to ask him, like, hey, bro, aren't you, like, a mayor or something? Don't you have a fucking bank account? Hmm. Put it in the bank. Maybe that should be one of his policies. Oh, yeah. Always put your cash in the bank. <laughs> um... Actually, yeah, there was a bit of time between matches in, in this week. Um, so the second match of the night was actually, at this point, Jordan Grace defeats Kimberly um, by getting the knees up to a swans on and then follows it up with a rear naked choke. Um, Love Jordan Grace. Now, what about Kimberly? Because obviously she's got she's got a lot of history in Shine and Shimmer, and uh, she had a couple of appearances in NXT. Um, yeah, what she did to Mae Young as well, yeah? Yeah. I think there was one like her. where she challenged for the title as well. I don't remember about that, but she was the 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 dancer turned wrestler, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Something like that. Well, all I know is I liked her. I didn't know that she had like uh, that she had worked in Shimmer and all, and Shimmer and Shine all. Like, like those are that's top fucking promotions right there, especially for women. Yeah. That's. Um, I mean, she wasn't bad in NXT either. She just it's you know if you don't fit the bill we're not gonna push it yeah um which is probably what happened with Diana Perrazzo too um and now look at her yeah now she's a knockout champion and later on in the show she ups the ante for emergence and challenges Jordan to a 30 minute Iron Man match first ever knockouts Iron Man match well Iron I'm, Woman whatever this is gonna be good this is gonna be good like the the, the, the NXT screwed Diana over uh -huh. She was a heck of a worker, and now she's going to say, watch me go out there and put on a fucking show with Jordan Grace. Yeah. And they did such a good job of building that first match as well. Yeah. This is... It's worked out really well with her. Like, I don't know if maybe it's just them or just fucking being able to do what you want to do with your character. I think actually... Jordan and Deanna was the match I was most looking forward to at Slammiversary. I mean, it was a good one. I mean, I, what was not to the... It's, you're talking about... I think Jordan Grace had the title for... for a, She's had it for a while oh, prior yeah. up to that. Uh, and then you had... Year. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, she had it for about a whole year. And then you have Deanna come in, new face or whatever. But she came in, looked like a killer took the damn thing from her and now she's continued to build this character and now they're going to have this awesome 30 minute Iron Woman match yeah looking good uh, and then we go, we go from that to locker room talk now you say locker room talk and it's eh but it was also with RVD and Katie Forbes 
Um, Madison just pretty much instantly abandons the show. Not that I can blame her. Um, nope. Just, just because Rob and Katie were just a little bit busy. You know? Well, Being Rob and Katie. I don't need to be here. So she walks out. They take over the show. Uh, she's got an invisible microphone. <laughs> There's just like she's holding her hand up to uh, Rob's mouth while he's talking. And he, he just looks at it and goes, Is that a microphone? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rob, it's an invisible bong. Take a rip, brother. Yeah, he probably would. Um, That's what I was saying. <laughs> luckily, Sammy Callahan teleports in to interrupt it and attacks RVD, but unfortunately, Katie Forbes comes to the rescue with hairspray. And they just both just stomp him down. Hmm. Damn it, Sammy. Why? Why would you do this, Sammy? I, I don't know. When's this thing going to end? Hopefully, at emergence. <laughs> Um, I mean, besides the Photoshop thing, I'm kind of already over this. Yeah, I, I, I just want to see Sammy and Rob fight. Yeah, let's just get the I fight don't on. want to see any twerking. Please. <laughs> oh, um, Moose. Then, <laughs> oh man, there's, there's something missing. He doesn't seem to register things in his gimmick, and it's great. Uh, so he interrupts the rascals backstage, and for some reason, Trey is just playing around with. Suicide mask, so he puts it on before Moose comes. Now, Moose actually thinks Trey is suicide. He's like, I beat you Kayfabe. three times. Even though it's just a mask and the rest of his body is Trey. K babe. <laughs> He's all uh, about it. Yeah. Um, later on, though, Moose was just walking backstage, and all of a sudden, a hologram appears on the wall of EC3 basically saying he needs to destroy Moose because he represents TNA and obviously EC3 wants to destroy his past um, so I'm down know, all signs point to EC3 taking the non-official TNA world title from Moose um, and what burning and, it? yeah and then he has to smash it up literally because he wants to destroy everything about the old EC3 uh, which is probably why they're using like a bootleg replica just so EC3 can smash it up. Fine with me. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind Moose walking around with this thing. Actually, I kind of like it. Oh yeah, I like the gimmick. I mean, if it's just going to end up being EC3 beats him just to smash it, though, I'm all about that. I mean, I can already imagine him now like sitting in the weight room and like having it like on the like on the floor, and like every time he drops like the the deadlift set, just prank and start smashing it. Yeah. It's like, oh, this thing is works great to stop the weights from rolling around. <laughs> uh, and like I've said, my favorite thing about this whole gimmick with Moose is how people trick him into kind of admitting that it's not an official title. Like, oh, I spoke to the TNA Championship Committee. There is no TNA Championship Committee. Okay. <laughs> sure there is. <laughs> they were a bunch of ghosts in a room. <laughs> Um, going back to Wrestle House, Rosemary plans to make Bravo like jealous, but she doesn't have many options. She's got like um, Larry D or AC or who else <laughs> was her option? Uh, I was probably oh, Dina, Cody Dina. Um, so she decides to go with Larry D and blows a little love smoke in his face. 
Wrestle House is crazy. We we then move to Susie and Jake beginning their date. Um, Susie kind of starts the date by saying she has the runs. <laughs> Just this how you. That's why wanna... I wish I could have. Like they need subtitles. <laughs> this is how you begin a dinner date. Um, right. So because. Larry is so distracted by Rosemary now. AC's kind of talking to him and he's just ignoring him, so that's grounds for a match as far as Wrestlehouse is concerned. Well, yeah. And of course. Tony Dreamer pop out of nowhere. Match time. We actually said I didn't think I was going to get any TV time this week. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is uh, great. Larry, of course, gets the win for Rosemary while she's standing at ringside, and they, they do like a very quick shot of Bravo looking a little jealous so plan, oh, yeah. plans working um, now Travis is going to kick himself for not being here for this one the tag team match was of course Tasha Steeles and Kiara Hogan uh, against Havoc and Nevea Hogan and Steeles get the jump on them on the way to the ring It it's actually a pretty good no holds barred match there's pretty much weapons in every little bit of offense in the entire match uh, which is just what you want from a no DQ match if you got yeah, weapons, good. use them. Yeah, hit them with the people. Uh, like Havoc took some, take a nice bump through the table. Uh, Hogan picks up the win, and it, I just think, has there ever been a more useless backup than Nevea? She's done nothing for Havoc since debuting. I was just going to say, I was like, all I seen in this one was Havoc. And, you know, Havoc is obviously, you know, the bigger girl, but... I was like, okay, and then you know, yeah, I'm with you. I was like, oh, poor Trav. <laughs> I see, I Trav's missing out. I'm like, I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, I see why Trav gets excited. Yeah, I mean, surely Havoc's gonna get sick of Nevaeh at some point. I mean, since she became her bodyguard, not that Havoc needs a bodyguard. She hasn't helped right. her win any matches. She hasn't won any matches herself. And every time they've teamed up, they've gotten beat up by two girls that are half their size. Sounds like WWE to me. <laughs> um, okay. The flashback this week was Eddie Edwards retaining the world championship against Cody. Um, it seems like they're just going to be showing Eddie Edwards matches every week now. Well, yeah, he's their big star. Yeah, I mean, building up to Slammiversary, you could see it that they were showing all these people that had been released like teasing which one they were going to sign in the end they signed most of them I mean uh, and they haven't been bad yet no um, it's still strange seeing a flashback of Cody with like not bleached hair yes <laughs> this is back when he was kind of healed Cody yeah also with no neck tattoo ah the good old days <laughs> Um, backstage, there's a lot going on backstage in Impact. Like I said, Rohit uh, Raju is backstage and he worms his way into Chris Bay's title defense against TJP at Emergence by saying, "You know, you put me in a match, it'll be two on one. I'll have you back." And I'm not sure if Chris Bay is falling for it or if he knows exactly what he's doing. But he's just like, "Yeah, okay, fine." Chris Bay will just, not be suckered in. Chris Bay is cool, cool, cool as a cucumber. Cool as I like that. Cool as a cucumber. <laughs> yeah, like nothing seems to phase Chris Bay. He's just easy going. Yep, whatever. Well, if my name was Chris Bay, I'd be real easy going too. Yeah. Also, anybody that's half as talented as Chris Bay, he 
easy guy. Yeah, he makes it look real easy. Um, and then in our final visit to Wrestle House this week, Susie scared off Jake um, because a little bit of Sue Young slipped out. Um, that was funny. And that leads to another match time. Match time. Um, between Susie and Alicia Edwards because Alicia Edwards is basically playing ring girl for uh, ring, wing girl for Susie. Mm-hmm. Sorry, she was not a ring girl. That's that's an insult. Oh. Um, <clears throat> wing girl for Susie and Susie just said she had she gave a bad advice, slapped her in the face, and that leads to a match. This is the one that was refereed by Crazy Steve. And oh yeah, <laughs> just kicked it off with, I can't see the middle, so I'm gonna call it down an angle. Already, this is going to be gold. <laughs> he said that it died. And then I he's just, I'm like, when what? he's counting, he's yelling random things. It was like potato. <laughs> and then for the final pen, it was one, seven, nine. That's what I thought. I was like, okay, that was okay. And then they kind of stopped, and they're like, huh? <laughs> oh, okay, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I always love Crazy Steve. And then I don't, because I turned the volume down. But then I see, I see, uh, fucking Tommy Dreener pop up again, and he's got ready. He's about ready to call match time again, and somebody tells him no. Yeah. So obviously everybody's distracted by match time, and Taya is still trying to play her greatest hits in the house. So she comes out to break it all up. So, okay, let's go back inside. Um, and then Kylie Ray pipes up. Excuse me. Um, something about being a number one contender. And then Taya's like, yeah, but have you ever actually beat a champion? And Kyle's like, no, how about I beat you? And that's when he pops up, man. No. Oh. Yeah, Taya don't want to wrestle this week. And he's like, oh. <laughs> Tommy yeah. Dreamer, that's his like, favorite part of his entire life, is screaming, match time. Yeah, and Impact, you, have to, you need to release a t-shirt of match time. But yeah, why isn't that not there yet? I need that shirt. It'd probably be the only Impact shirt I'd ever buy. Still also waiting for an EC3 t-shirt, but he's still not technically signed yet. I, that's, Damn, that's... they must be paying this guy a lot just to show up every week then. Yeah, he's probably filmed all of his like promos in one. That would be super fucking smart. Yeah. Um, But, you know, they need to sign him pronto just so they can get a t-shirt for him because I need that t-shirt. Yeah, let's go. Merch money. Uh, and then, of course, main event, as we said, Brian Myers made his return to Impact to answer uh, Eddie Edwards' open challenge. Now, you, obviously, you knew Eddie Edwards was going to win um, because originally he called out EY because they got a little feud building. Um, but we still don't know if it's going to be a match at Emergence or anything. Only time will tell. Is it me or is Brian Myers out there in like the same exact gear that he had in WWE? Pretty much. Um, yep, yeah, same look, same kind of promos too. Uh, a shame that he lost his first match back. He, you would kind of think that he would be treated a little differently in Impact. Well, at the same time, you're going against World Champ. Yeah, and it wasn't really a squash match. I mean, it did last a good like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, so, but I'm with you. You really don't want to debut somebody without giving them a win. Yeah. Otherwise, you're making a jobber, not a star. I mean, look at Sean Spears. Hey, all right. Oof. 
<clears throat> I mean, that chair shot can only get you so far, and now we see uh, all it did was get you to dark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but they're working on something, I think. Maybe, kind of, sort of, maybe. Yeah, the possible four horsemen. Um, but who's the fourth horseman? Question. It's got to be Cody. That's my guess. It's got to be, because I mean, you got like I said, so because you got FTR, so that's that would be that would be Ole and Arn, okay, and then you got Tully's guy being Sean, and I guess in a way that would be that would be Tully, if not worst case Barry Windham with the glove. And then yeah, Cody would be would be Rick, which is you know everything, which is Rick wanted to be Dusty, so it's you know, like full circle, I guess. Yeah. The thing that he does so well is he puts a smile on everybody's face. Your show. We are gonna steal the show. I guess it's time for a new order. Have you seen Max Wrestling? I will show you. The We're talking about me. We're talking about the podcast machine. Your boy, Moses Marquez. What's Same day, new era. We are the best at this. Max Wrestling Podcast every single Thursday. Go to maxwrestlinguk.weebly.com for more information. Hey everybody, it's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here, and you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the max. This is the voice of Killer Cross, and right about now, we are about to take it to the max. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. For this week's uh, Wednesday Night War, um, AEW kicked off with Dark Order versus the Young Bucks, while NXT Banger. kicked off with Cross versus Danny Birch. He murdered him. Yeah. I know which one I was a little more interested in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, I was doing my notes and I and I was watching WWE and like they did. I wrote everything that happened from the match to the ending of the match, and then I, I also included everything that Keith Lee did. And then I was like, I was done. I was like, oh well, that was really easy. And then I get to AEW and I'm just like, oh, I can't write any of this shit down. They're out there just kicking ass. Yeah. Uh, well, the Bucks have jumped uh, on their way to the ring. So that obviously gives the advantage to Dark Order. Um, Did you notice uh, Evil Uno's new mask? Yeah. It's, I love it. It's like Shark Boy painted black. No, it's not. It's not. It changed. <laughs> they changed the teeth. They made it look weirder. Oh. They changed it up. I mean, when I first different. saw it, I didn't think there was any eye holes. Yeah, no, that does look a little... That was a little weird of a different part. But no, yeah, no, they changed a bunch of stuff, so now it looks... I think it looks a little bit different. Hmm. I, 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 I like it. All I know is, is, is the Bucks versus Stu Grayson and Evil Uno is a match that many people have seen in PWG where it's the Young Bucks against Super Smash Bros. Yeah. It was great. Um, but yeah, great. A, a lot more went down in the NXT opener. Obviously, Chris, uh, Chris Cross gets Chris the Cross. Chris Cross gets the win by submission. Keith Lee didn't just marches down with a contract. 
Oh, this um, was awesome. I, I don't know how they did it. So Cross signs the contract, gives it back to Scarlet. Oh, you're giving Scarlet love. This guy, in the ring. This guy cuts this fucking promo on him. Oh, yeah, this he... part, I love this whole fucking thing. He fucking tells him, he's like, you know, I begged and pleaded Regal for this match. You know, he's like, I, my signature's on it, his signature's on it. Now all it needs is your punk asses. And I fucking popped. I was like, oh, I come punk ass. Yeah, Keith Lee, when, when he's angry, his mic skills have gone golden. I mean, he calls him a bitch, too, and I'm like, oh, he called him a bitch. But then, um, yeah, the fireball. How, how? Did he, like, we, we, we saw the contract, but the whole time we saw Cross signing it, and then literally all Scarlet did was slide it into the ring, Keith opened it up, and boom. You know damn well that you could, like, very easily steal, uh, still frame it. Yeah. So, that's my guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I thought it was great. I loved the way he sold it. I just was like, uh, all right, old school magic tricks. Here we go. I did love the guy in the in the crowd fucking scream, sign it with blood. <laughs> I was like, who was that? Was that the poop? Must have been the poop. <laughs> the, the VIP of WWE crowds. Every time I turn around, he gets fucking screen time. You can't, it's not just you hear him. All of a sudden, I see his fucking crazy hair and face. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's the boog. And my wife's like, what the fuck is the boog? I'm like, oh, oh, you'll know one day. Everybody he, will know the boog. Yes. And uh, everybody knows who MJF is now with his campaign. Um, I love the Chasing <laughs> Cars awesome. Joker reference. That was brilliant. That um, was great. <laughs> I love that he walks out and like the he sees this like kid standing there with like a with a one of those sleeves that looks just like his uh his his scarf and he's just like, oh I like the new kid. And fucking Nina is like I hired him. Nina, speak when spoken to. Thank you. <laughs> I was like this is great. He likes the new guy, but he doesn't like Nina very much. It's it's amazing no. how she got a job to be honest. <laughs> Well, she's a great campaign manager. That's how. Have you seen the numbers? Yes. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> what was it like? Five hundred plus against minus thousand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, last week it was like plus a hundred minus eight hundred, and I'm like, that seems weird. Or uh, minus negative eight hundred, I should say. And then this week it's like, oh, so he did, he he lost a lot more votes, but you gained even more. <laughs> just, I love everything they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I'm truth be told, I'm not uh super excited for the match itself, but I'm loving the hell out of this build. Oh yeah, MJF making it. Oh yeah, he is. Um but of course Mox's music starts playing and he sends his entire entourage into the crowd because that's where Mox comes from. And... Except for this week he decides to come from the stage, <laughs> lays out MJF. It was like the first time Roman ever came through the entranceway. Everybody's like, wait a minute, you don't do that. Yeah. He did, and he was just... And I, I was watching it with Harold. I said the same thing. I was like, oh, I bet you guys 10 bucks he walks through the entranceway. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> took the bet. Thank God. I'm pretty sure after Roman started coming through the, the curtain on the stage as well, like a week or two later, somebody was still looking to the crowd when his music started playing. Like, he, he doesn't do that anymore. Oh, yeah, the, like, backup cameraman. What are you doing? Well, isn't Roman coming out? Not anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll explain later. 
Um, do you know what? I think more happened on Dynamite this week. So then that followed up with Matt Hardy challenging Sammy Guevara to a match on the next Dynamite, which is in 10 days rather than seven. It'll be on a Saturday. Um, but then he promised to stay and find Sammy and beat him up on the night. Uh, and well, hey, he... can, can you blame the man? He threw a shoot-ass chair right at his face. Yeah, but it was just the fact that we didn't see him again after this segment. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but he did attack referee uh, Mike Posey, thinking it was Sami Zayn. Why the referee yeah, was... was walking around in a leather jacket and a baseball cap, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. I guess he he's a fa- he's a Sammy fan, maybe. I don't. And yeah, he got his ass beat, and I was like, he beat up a ref. He's gonna get fired. Yeah, or suspended. Maybe he'll get suspended. We'll see. Uh, in the meantime, there's a match on NXT, and it's just another match this week that got broken up. This time by the undisputed era, Adam Cole. Uh, Again, just fired up on the mic. Uh, invites McAfee back next week to NXT, which McAfee later on accepted. They don't give a fuck about Drake Mavic and or Killian Dane. No, and I'm surprised the match went on as long as it did, to be honest, before so, it was broken up. So they're fucking, like, so half the fucking tape is, like, Lee walking to the back and he's just screaming and yelling the whole time. And then they then they split screen it and he's screaming and yelling the whole time on the other side while Drake Mavic makes his fucking entrance. And then, as they're doing this match, they keep cutting back to him sitting on the fucking bumper of the ambulance with me and him right there. And I'm like, yeah. I seen, like, two moves from Drake. What the fuck's going on? And, and it was during and, the break. And Yeah, exactly. Then it was during the break. And then, fucking, the ambulance leaves, and then the Undisputed Era shows up, and they wreck house. And I'm like, they, they signed him just to say, fuck you. Just to say thanks for that awesome promo. No, no, everybody's gonna want you, but nobody can have you. So, yeah. But yeah, no, I did love this promo. He told him that he's like, yeah, I know you're listening. Shut the hell up. Listen. He's he's all you. You're going up against the longest reigning NXT champion of all time. Blah 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 blah. I love that. How he's like, you can't play wrestler. I, yeah. I love that because that's like the very classic line. You, I think even Jerry Lawler said that to, uh, to Andy Kaufman, like, you can't play wrestler. And then have you seen in Pat's little hype video, his little workout video? Uh, there's a hype video? <laughs> he actually, because he, you know, he has his ring or whatever, so he posted a video of him training, hitting the ropes, taking bumps, showing off his some of his athleticism. He's got an incredible vertical. He, like, legit uh, just straight leaps up and hits stands on the top rope does a nice moonsault off there was doing a running moonsault I mean granted any ass bag that knows how to do moonsaults can do moonsaults in the ring but I mean I'm I'm more intrigued to see this okay McAfee granted yes he is just a punter or was just a punter but he also you know won the punt pass and kick he is an athlete you know yeah. they don't football players aren't just they don't just have one specific job they are still athletes. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not. It's not like it's just an actor coming in. It is an actual athlete. So I am intrigued to see because uh, the rumor is, and now, granted, from a guy that watches the shit out of his content, I haven't known that he's been training 
for, I guess, on and off for about, well, no, I guess he's been training pretty hardcore for about two years ever since um, the whole incident with him and Adam Cole happened. Yeah, that's like what you many don't years realize. Ago. Like this, this has actually been building for a long time. Yeah, I know they. Um, the, social media and that again, fucking, god damn it, dude! If you guys are willing to put the thirty minutes into putting all this crap together and throwing it on social media, give it three minutes on the fucking show. Build to the fire, okay? Yeah, this thing has started when he showed up in a show in Indy and they had some fucking words and then all of a sudden Pat McAfee's doing, you know, uh, what is it, the kickoff shows and he, Adam Cole on multiple occasions would either, they would have a back and forth via like him, Cole being in the, on backstage or whatever or Cole would come up to the desk and they would have a confrontation. Yeah, It's like this has been a thing that's been going on for a long old time. It's finally going to come to a head but I... I I see one of two. Th it's either going to be like Adam Cole just embarrasses him and like we just don't see uh, Pat McAfee anymore. Or maybe this is kind of similar to how he got kicked out of the Undisputed Era. Maybe the, uh, 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 Bullet Era. out of uh, the Bullet Club. Thank <laughs> you. You know, maybe I was about to say, I was like, I'm already jumping the gun. But <laughs> I mean, like, well, Kyle seems fired up. What if Kyle's like, you're done being the leader of the Undisputed Era. We're done with your crap. What if they cost him the match? Yeah. McAfee looks like a stud. He's still, you know, which they kind of would want him to look like. You know, I'm sure he's helping with the ratings a little bit. So that looks cool. And then maybe this is Adam's nudge to the main or something, which I feel bad for him if it would be, but still. Yeah, there is also the fact that they're pushing hard to make Pat McAfee the heel in this rivalry. Oh, yeah, pushing hard my ass. He's just listening to him talk. Last week he was, you know, short this, short that. This week, I mean... Itty bitty bitch. Itty bitty... I still love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can definitely see a double turn. Um, back on Dynamite, we finally get to see the finished version of the TNT Championship. I like it. Yeah, me too. It looks... Obviously, it looks much better. It's got more color in it now but it looks Hot shiny 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 um i believe travis is not a fan of it Tra what is what is fan of travis or but what is travis fan of wow see this is what happens five in the morning <laughs> but i mean I, I like it um all the other concept belts that were thrown around like all of them looked good but I think this fits it. It's not over the top. It still looks like a worker's title. And it was... I honestly thought, you know, new... I thought new belt. They had a little bit more people in the crowd. This smelled like a title change. Mm. I thought, who better than Scorpio Sky? And... No. But it's fine. They put on a really good match. Yeah. Um, and, and we also saw the debut of Mike Kyoto. Hey, Mike Kyoto. Legendary referee. Um... So Cody counters a TKO into a crossroads for a two count, and you kind of think that's where you know the tide's going to turn a little bit, but nope, hits a second one for the win. Um, yeah. But then it was after the match, Brody Lee and the Dark Order appear with the old TNT title. Uh, he challenges Cody for next week, and pretty much says when he takes the TNT title, he's going to give the old one back to Cody. I was like, so does that mean he's still the TNT champion, or? <laughs> 
You're the, you're the silver TNT champion. There you go. Take um, the junior. I don't know. I don't really see Brody Lee as a guy to take it off Cody. I think he has to. I don't think I don't think you can do all this hype and have him lose. No, at I think the same time, is... he needs something because he hasn't really hit the high notes since taking over Dark Order. Exactly. I was thinking they were, they were going to end up taking the the tag titles when they uh, when they went up against uh, uh, Page and Hangman. Yeah. Or, again, Page and uh, Page and Kenny, <laughs> but it didn't work out. Um, and now I, I again I, I, every week I see them go against somebody, and it's like it's got to be one of them. But the way they built you know everything at the end I think I have an idea where they're going okay where are we going I think it's going to be like a maybe like an end up being like a three way FTR the Bucks and uh, and Paige and Hangman oh yeah I mean Paige and Kenny god damn it keep doing it but um I mean I cause it's like cause you have like I love how they did that whole thing they they really want to do the horsemen and elite and like I said, it's either it's either gotta be Cody, or I fucking I I cannot think of anybody else other than maybe MJF. I mean, because you got you got to think about it. You got to find somebody to play Rick. If you really want to make this like a Horseman thing, who's gonna play Rick? Chris Jericho? I don't I don't see him playing Rick. Nah, you know, it's uh, gotta I, be Cody. It, I mean, it's got to be, it, like I said, MJ off, off of, like, the swagger, but he's got his fucking hands tied as it is, so. Yeah, he's not I mean, really much of a team player, either. I don't know if it's going to be Cody, because if this is going to be at All Out, um, Cody's got a match. So, if you eliminate him, you're, again, you're, you're still looking at the board like, uh, who's the guy we throw the thing at? And then my guess is Hangman. Or actually, well, Hangman will be on the other side, so... Or will he be on the other side? Is the question, because he's, he's still technically elite. Well, yeah, if you switch him, him and Cody, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it's gotta be Cody. I just, like, booked myself in a corner. Say I WWE'd <laughs> myself. Um, yeah, this was actually a pretty good segment with Tag Team Appreciation. It was awesome. Um, Tag so Team Appreciation. Blowing smoke up each other's asses. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then you give the mic to Tully Blanchard. Uh, and oh. he ain't blowing smoke up anybody. Why in the world have they not done this sooner? And I don't mean like this segment. I mean just give Tully Blanchard a fucking microphone. Yeah. Um, she pretty much just gets in Ann Anderson's face. And just as Sean Spears comes to the stage, Ann's like, nope, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Peace out. And it's kind of funny, though, how, you know, Spears just let Ann Anderson walk away. Um, Smart man. You want to get that spine busted. Oh, yeah, he can still hit him. Oh. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Ricky Morton just jabs Tully. And Dude. <laughs> How on. old are you, bro, and you sell better than half the fucking dudes in <laughs> WWE? My God. Oh, it leads to a scuffle. Um, he ne- it's like, is that how to sell? Is that something you never lose? Like, no matter how many... Well, he never really had head issues like that. No. So, this is what happens when you work safe. Well, you do high-risk shit, but you don't, like, go in there and kill yourself. Weapons and shit. Um, a little bit of swerve that we didn't really see coming was, uh, as the Bucks are back on the stage dealing with Tully and Spears, FTR just attack Rock and Roll Express. 
Uh, he'll change. And I was like, no! Don't kill him! But they killed him. Uh, and it's okay. They needed the heal. They needed the heal move. Yeah, I mean, they kind of always were heels. Um, and when it came to AEW, they were kind of like anti-heroes. So, yeah. Um, but man, Morton can still take bumps. Yeah. Can he ever? <laughs> now, this is obviously where it gets a little bit confusing. Obviously, Matt Hardy was looking for Sammy Guevara all night, and then he had the entire break while Sammy's up on the stage with his cue cards, and nothing happened. Right. I mean, he must have got kicked out after attacking the referee. That's what I'm guessing. It's like, they're like, you better get the hell out of here, man. And Sammy's like, oh, this motherfucker's out of here. Better come out with my cue cards. And now he came like an asshole. Just to yeah, call him out. He really taunted him as well. Uh, Sammy, you crazy bastard. <laughs> um, well, we go up to an NXT. Uh, Santa. Escobar versus Tyler Breeze. Um, there's a little bit of interference from Phantasma, but Esc- uh, which leads obviously to Escobar getting the win. Um, and it was almost they beat the shit out of Tyler Breeze. Well, yeah, so it was almost the end of Tyler Breeze. I mean, a little bit late for Isaiah and Fandango to come down to defend him. Better this dude comes out in a fucking sling and like a walking stick. And then Escobar goes to, like, hit him, and he's like, shit, this thing shoots. So he kind of, like, slows down the swing. <laughs> I'm like, boy, Please don't kill him with that. Yeah, I, actually, I was wondering where Fandango was when Breeze came out to the ring. He was hobbling. He couldn't fucking move. Ah, poor guy. But my whole thing is, is, like, they brought up, like, how he got attacked, but I'm like, does nobody care that a grown man was kidnapped on national television? <laughs> I mean, granted, yes, they returned him, and good for them, but then they also assaulted him. Like, come on. What the fuck's going on around here? The uh, security at Performance Center sucks. Terrible. Like I said, you got got people being kidnapped. You got dumb shit throwing cinder blocks through the same window. Um, To the point where somebody thought it was Full Sail University. And obviously made a joke that they gotta get better security and full sale actually tweeted back. <laughs> Saying oh, yeah. that security you take it very seriously. <laughs> They're like, We're not here, asshole. <laughs> We're not that fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, would, I don't I think it would look worse if it was in full sale and empty arena. Oh yeah. Yeah, full sale was really small. And it needed people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really small, but it looks good with a crowd full of people. Oh, yeah. Um, two kind of throwaway matches. Uh, so, Hikaroshida gets a win over Heaven Monroe. Uh, meanwhile, Indy Hartwell is back on NXT to take on Mia Yim. Uh, and, but she falls to a very sick submission. I don't even know what it's called. But Mia just wrapped uh, her up like a pretzel. Yeah, I mean, I have I don't know. I was I was like we need like a Maro right now. What the hell is that called, Maro? But no, <laughs> um, I don't know. She pulls out like she ain't always had like weird as random submission. I think that's whatever. But it was weird because she's like all they kept making it. Oh well, you know her boyfriend 
is in the hospital, blah, 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 and they kept making it like she's like uberly distracted. Yeah, but and she, she was for like, she, no, she was for like 15 seconds. Yeah, and then when the match started, was like, she was fine. Yeah, and then she's <laughs> like, oh shit, we're tying up. Here we go. Uh, I mean, maybe she's just got a, a really good game on. Yeah. Let's get down to business and then we get back to personal life. Hey, I mean, if that's if you could flip that switch, knock your socks off. Yeah. Um, also backstage on Dynamite, Lance Archer's just beating people up in the locker room again. Oh yeah. Just because. And then he, shows, uh, then he shows. Then he shows Jake Roberts' back bat. <laughs> says everybody dies, and he's like, and then should have put it on the bottom. Don't eat Cheetos. Yeah, that was weird. Take Jake, turn around. No, I don't want it. Jake, turn around. Oh, yeah, turn around. What does it say? Everybody dies. And he's like, oh, I feel bad now. <laughs> I, I feel bad for Jake. I was like, now he's struggling to put a pull his shirt down. Because oh. you know, I just got one of Sammy Guevara's cue cards. I was just going to say, you couldn't have like had that like written on one of the guys you killed and then just like drag him up or something. Yeah, it was it was so weird. Uh, but Whatever. I digress. Before we get to the main event of Dynamite, a couple more things happened on NXT. Uh... Bronson Reed defeats Damian Priest um, very impressively countering a springboard attack into a power loved, slam Whoa. loved this match Haas match for those who love Haas matches I need to like, make like a Haas match alert but it was great I mean just big old two big old dudes out there just clobbering yeah you can just do it's like great. a Tommy Dreamer Haas match Haas match <laughs> I have to change it up every week um then we saw tag team action from Aaliyah and Mercedes against Caden and Casey. Um, Fucking Roberts. <laughs> this guy, he walks in. He's all, no, why don't you? He's all, this brand's on, on Fuego. And when he said that, I died. <laughs> I was just like, really? Fuego means fire. I was like, okay, <laughs> you got it, bro. Uh, he was also red, was wearing just... a red suit. I was about to say, yeah, and he was wearing red suit. He was channeling his inner Jimmy Hart. <laughs> and then he, like, tells Caden, he's all, don't you lose? He's all, he's, all, get, he's all, lose the zero and get with the hero or something like that. Something about, like, get, lose the loser. I don't know. I was like, are you really trying to recruit Caden Carter? Like, right next to her fucking tag team partner? Yeah. What the hell's the matter with you? I mean, at least take them both. Casey's a hell of an athlete. You, I was say, you act like Casey's not good. Ninja, Casey, Ninja Warrior, man. You know what I'm saying? Casey could be like, she should be like in the category of Rhea Ripley, like as far as like star level. Like, how could you not get behind like a Casey Catanzaro? Well, she's I mean, small. She's cute. Kids will love her. There was that small kid size. bit of time where she kind of disappeared, where she's kind of retired and then came back. Yeah, I guess it's was that. Now I'm still curious on why. You know, were you just like getting tired of taking the bumps? Were you tired of getting hurt? Uh, were you mad that you weren't getting pushed? Mm. Like, what's the deal? Because it's kind of like, um, like Kaylee Ray in AEW where she retired. And then next thing she pops up in Impact. This is how I'll get out of this contract. <laughs> I retire. <laughs> Just pull a Scarface. I retire. Yeah, I retire. <laughs> Who uh, did all this, man? Not you, mate. <laughs> um, Post-match, mentioned Rhea Ripley. She came out to confront Mercedes Martinez. Um, Aaliyah tried to back up Mercedes Martinez, but she's tried Aaliyah. My ass. Um, and then Shotzi comes out to even the odds. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, Shotty did say if, if she's in street clothes this week, that's why. Because, obviously, she got carjacked. Mm-hmm. As we know. And then my man Thatcher, the and, uh, Timothy Thatcher with the Thatcher's Thatch can. Oh, yeah. It's, it's basically NXT seconds. Underground. <laughs> yeah, but it's way better. Yeah. Like, he's teaching you NXT Underground. You're not just in there. Go in there and until they yell stop a hundred times. And this is why we say Timothy Thatcher is perfect for Raw Underground. Facts. Uh, there, was, there was also a strange dreamy sequence with Gargano and Candice. I'm not really sure what the hell was going on. Okay, so do you remember like that whole scene they would do in their house where it would go black and white and they would like one they would kind of sound like they're the face and then they turn black and then they talk all like badasses like their heels. Yeah, and then Keith this is, and Mia obviously ribbed on it. It's exactly the same fucking thing. He's climbing this ladder as a, you know, He's like, oh yeah, and he's like, yo, Bronson, he's like, yeah, Bronson, Ray, David, Priest, you're like, congratulations, you know, you know, you guys are showing how hungry you are, you know, one a lot more than the other one, and he's doing like the whole like, I'm really fat, with thing with his arms. He's like, you're a fucker. What the hell but happened to Johnny Gargano? He's cracked. Yeah. This is what happens when they just tell him to go out there and put on good matches, and he's just like, but, but, but what about stories? Match. Oh, okay. <laughs> Five stars. Okay. And so he goes out and does what he can. Yeah. Um, so NXT main event was the latest triple threat. I think was this the last triple threat match? Yep. The and last. Then we got a fatal four way. Um, Grimes. No, it's uh, two singles. That's it. Yeah. My bad. And then it's like a five way ladder match. Yes, sir. Uh, so Cameron Grimes um, actually got the win. Kind of surprising, but we were correct in our prediction about Velveteen Dream coming back as the, the third man. I was kind of hoping it'd be somebody else, but hey, I mean, who else would it have been? I mean, even when the, the graphics started coming on screen with all these different colors, I'm like, wait a minute, who is it? And then I thought the same. <laughs> then it started to saw smoke, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be Dream. Yeah, and then, oh! And there it is. Um, and a lot of people are unhappy. He, he's a controversial figure right now. Yeah, I don't know if that's like that whole situation's cooled off. There hasn't really been like a, a conclusion to it as far as we know. Mm. I mean, obviously WWE are, are uh, confident in him. I mean, there's a lot of people they've kind of cut ties with or buried. Um, but obviously they're, they're still pretty faithful in Dream as well as Matt Riddle. Yeah. So. Good for mm -hmm. them. I appreciate. I appreciate the Matt Riddle love. Yes. Um. So Grimes gets to win with a sneaky double foot stamp to break up a submission. I did love. I was hoping Kashida would win it, and I'm just like, dude. I think Kashida would be an awesome North American champion, but at the same times, now that it's Cameron Grimes, like Cameron Grimes is in there. It, I really still, I'm like leaning. It kind of has to be Damian Priest, maybe. But if Grimes wins it, I'm not gonna be mad. Mm, yeah, I mean he, he he's paid his dues. He's been getting beat up a lot in NXT. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. Um, and then speaking of getting beaten up, a surprising heel turn from Dream as he just batters Kushida. How dare you, poor Kushida. Was... Yeah, well. 
<laughs> um, but wait, there's more. Finn Balor just pops up to confront Dream. No, that's right. I came to turn your lights out and turn it. I can't do it. <laughs> I turn the lights on and off. There you go. <laughs> um, so right. I'm guessing we're getting Balor and Dream. I guess that also makes Balor a face again. Okay, so when I saw this, immediately one thing popped in my head, and it was the last time that, in my opinion, we saw a good match out of Velveteen Dream, and that was when he went up against Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. If anybody's going to give you a good match like on that kind of a level, it's going to be Finn. So this might be very needed for him. I mean, that's kind of become Balor's thing since going back to NXT. He's not really winning anything but he's having great matches with everyone everybody's getting a good match out of him maybe that's what he's there for just to make everybody look great that's fine I mean rumor has it they're going to try to bring up some more other main of uh, main roster stars to kind of help out with the rating factor but we'll yeah. see after this week's ratings because last week they got slaughtered this week I think they're still going to get slaughtered because this AEW was awesome and then we haven't even talked about the main event yet no. Um, which was, of course, Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. Um, <laughs> Seven thousand dollar obligation match. Yeah, I'm not sure what Cassidy got for winning, but if jack Jer shit. If Jericho had won, he would have got seven thousand um, dollars. <laughs> he got fucking jack shit. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, he got a win. He got to, I'm about to say he got a W over the over the uh, over Le Champion and. And uh, the demon orange juice works its magic on that jacket some more. <laughs> it looks like they've just said, fuck it, we're going to start spray painting this goddamn thing. Yeah, which they probably did because it just got more and more orange. It, it was just orange. It, was, it wasn't even like orange stained. It was just orange. It, I'm it, like, all right. It was literally the color of Jim Carrey's suit in Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh uh, I mean, it almost took a turn for the worse in the match where, with the distraction on the stage, and that, of course, helped J um, Jake Hager sneak in with a power slam, but Orange kicks out. Um, and I've never actually heard this term before, but Taz kept saying it, so he hocks Jericho in a mousetrap. Yes. I have heard of that before. Now, however, I have not heard of a high crotch slam. <laughs> and I was like, bro, I, I, been, I was amateur wrestling for a long time. Okay, I coached it for a little bit. I even did some fucking like I have never once in my life, including MMA, have ever heard of it being called a high crotch. I'm guessing Dabba's heard of it. Hey, that's <laughs> oh that was a low fucking crotch. Fucking Taz heard of it. That's for damn sure. Uh but yeah, victory for Orange Cassidy over Jericho. Good win. Now, granted, I mean like the cradle didn't look crazy but at the same time the idea is you tie up both legs and you still get a pin yeah and uh, Cassidy was a lot more human in this match yes. than he was in the last match like he was really trying he wasn't just gonna try he was really trying oh yeah big difference from last time I mean you could see the effort was there more so I did like their first match a little bit more not gonna lie mm -hmm. but I did I did enjoy this a lot yeah, there was, there was a lot more there from Cassidy this week. Um, so we mentioned the ratings. Now, originally, I thought we were going to have like a one-sided result next week because 
Uh, obviously, Dynamite's being moved to Saturday because of the NBA, which means we're not going to get to talk about Dynamite next week. Um, no. But it, it's not a problem because it's on two hours before TakeOver rather than the same time. Very smart. Very smart. And watch it, it'll probably still be a better show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's still going to be interesting to see how the ratings look with it being on a different day. And obviously being... In the afternoon at the same time. Yes, it's on earlier, and then people are going to have TakeOver afterwards to watch. So that's a four-hour stretch. God, I hope not four. Oh, well, yeah, in four hours. Well, four in between, I think. Because they're going to start it at 3 Eastern time. And then, of course, uh, WWE starts at 7. Or NXT, whatever. But, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think they spaced it out perfectly. It's going to be it's gonna be nice. But, yeah, I, I want to see, like, what are numbers going to look like midday Saturday? Yeah. Like, are they going to be approved? Are they going to be worse? Are people going to be watching, like, bullshit? Are they not going to be home, which they fucking should be? No. I mean, NXT is going to have a huge boost on Wednesday with no competition. And they then, fucking better. Obviously, TakeOver doesn't really matter because that's going to be on the network. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm guessing NXT is getting a huge boost on Wednesday, and then it's going to be interesting to see what Dynamite looks like on Saturday. If they don't have a, a, a number over 800,000, I'm going to be very, very weary about what NXT is doing they need to make some fucking changes if you can't get 800,000 viewers by yourself on a Wednesday mm-hmm. you got problems yeah especially when AEW are like scraping back up to a million again right if you can't take some of that right back you need to make some changes and fast yeah like where were all those people for the bash <laughs> <laughs> yeah right like, of course, the, I mean, that was the thing. When they went head-to-head, it was the Bash and, and uh, not Fight for the Fallen. Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest, thank you. So it was, I mean, try to one-up each other. I don't know. I mean, they, they went head-to-head, head-to-head, head-to-head. Yeah, we had all those, like, random stars. It's, I don't know. I, maybe, maybe it was all in the name. Obviously, the Great American Bash does have a lot of history. It does. It has a plethora of history. I mean, for crying out loud, they showed Ring and Stick Flair. Or, I said Ring. Sting and Ric Flair. <laughs> and Sting is... He's not employed anywhere, as far as I know. Hey, maybe Sting's in retribution. <laughs> that would be one hell of a leader. Yeah. I've come here to destroy the place that didn't hire me, and then when you hired me, Seth hurt me. Mm. It's all your fault, goddammit. Yeah, next, next week's surely going to be a very interesting. And of course, speaking of next week, it is Promo Slam 2020. Uh, we're going deep, and speaking of deep, the card is stacked and now finalized. This year's newly crowned King of the Mike Moses Marquez will challenge the Demon S for the Promo Championship. It may be a rematch from Trivia Takeover, but there's certainly been a lot of evolution in the past couple of months. You're telling me, but I'm uh, speaking of me growing. This that she's not gonna get what she got last time. That was unprepared. That was uh, that was well thought out, not not well executed, as they say. But 
she's getting a whole different guy whole different dude okay since since that you know i beat amir to get to her and since then i i, I beat two newcomers that brought the fire and i beat one guy that you couldn't speak promos without mentioning his name so my confidence is on a new high and and i've got to say this it's time for a change and it's time for my shoulders to shine awfully bright. Well, it has to be high because you're also joining Kenny Killer in challenging the Phoenix for the Knowledge Championship in the traditional summer freeway. Um, again, kind of another rematch from Trivia Takeover. The only difference is Kenny wasn't involved in that one. And that's fine. Kenny's Kenny's bringing in, you know, all of his knowledge because he was, I want to say, the original. Yeah. He was the original knowledge champ. He is that guy that made it like a thing. So he's big time competition. But Phoenix and I, we got lots and lots of history. I've been talking shit and calling him out week after week after week. And now the wait is finally over. So I, I beat him once. Let's see if I can do it again. While at the same time, maybe, just maybe, being able to hold Kenny that bay. Yeah. And in a promo exhibition, the undefeated Brittany Savage goes to battle with the leader of Heel Team 6, Rob Sheff. Um, oh, some, she's a savage. Some of us have already seen the promos, and it's definitely something you guys ain't going to want to miss. Nope. Um, Good and shit. The Shape rises again for another promo exhibition, this time to go one-on-one -on -one with Travis Walker-Anderson. Darkness meets darkness. Can it get crazy? And of course, the Predictions Championship is on the line as the longest reigning champions, Mike Jolly and Chad James, defend for SummerSlam. They're both on like something like 25 days, I want to say something like that now. Hey, good for them. Um, but the party begins on Monday with the Promo Slam pre show. Mike Larkin joins me to take a deeper look into this lineup. Plus, he takes on fellow head judge Daniel Crimmins in another promo exhibition. Oh yeah! And for more information on PromoSlam, go to maxwrestlinguk.weebly.com. Also, apparently, I miscounted days um, because last week the Demoness tied for the third longest reigning promo champion. She's obviously passed that now, and this time next week she will also have surpassed Mike as the second longest reigning promo champion, and she will also oh. beat Mike's record with three defenses at PromoSlam. Ooh. She she's making history next week. History. I mean, she's already made history as the first female Max Rasson champion. I was just gonna say it's like history all day long. Okay, I made history becoming the second king of the mic. Okay, I'm gonna become. I'm gonna make more history when I when I get my name added to the list of the guys that have won the knowledge championship more than once. I'm gonna etch my name as the next promo champion. It's all fantastic. See, history in the making all throughout the next weeks. Yeah, we're, we're all making a lot of history this year. Because it's like MJF around here. Hashtag Big Mo 2020. Hashtag not my champion. Yeah, and, you know, as you said, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. Oh, yeah, changes are coming. 
There we hey. go, the bell's back and it's rung for another week. It's time for us to bid you adieu. So before we go, remember to like and follow Mash Wrestling on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and Instagram. We're also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio and CastBox. CastBox. And as always, you can find us on Wrestling with Wrestling, thanks to Andre Corbeil. You can find me at the Captain 512 Travis will be back with us next week. You can, you can find him at Walker underscore TA92. And Twitch no longer makes you dick itch. Because the well, cure... Well, unless you're Lana. Unless you're Lana. In. But uh, the cure is El Jefe. Damn right it is. So... Uh, we did another live Twitch stream last Saturday. Pulled out the uh, the good old cruiserweight title with my man of all people, Chris Jericho. I know people are like, "What the fuck?" I yeah. it was weird, but I was down for it. It's good to go. Um, all these are going to be saved. They're going to go up on YouTube eventually. Um, so something very weird happened to me. I don't think it's ever happened to you guys, but something weird happened to me. I actually posted very late last night. Um, my episode of last week's review of AEW NXT, for some weird reason, it went up private. And when I had to unpri- made it unprivate, it has put like a 24-hour hold on it. So, for those of you who are like, we didn't get a fucking episode left. It, it's mm-hmm. there. It's there. Wait it out. It's on the way. Uh, I guess I did something wrong. I don't know. So, just keep checking all the social media. Or no, all the social media. Keep checking all the platforms. It'll eventually pop up. You can listen to it there. Uh, we did a double retro on Monday. We did the Hog Wild 1996, and we did just regular Raw and Nitro. Next week, we come back with uh, Battle Royal at Royal Albert Hall from 1991, and it will also be the return of Paul Morales. He is back from his uh, leave, if you will, and he will be joining me to take on that special pay-per-view. So don't get too excited for Raw and Nitro. That'll be the following week. I would say if you're not ready to publish yet, make it unlisted rather than private, because then still nobody can find it unless you give them the link. No. Well, hey, then there you go. I may have to just make some more tweaks. <laughs> um, as we said, next week, Promo Slam finally arrives. It's the first real special since the shift. Um, but you don't have to wait a whole week, because as we said, the Promo Slam pre-launch show comes your way this Monday. So don't miss the deepest party of the summer. And that, my friends, is the bottom line. Goodbye, and good night. Adios. Insert Travis's line. Goddamn squirrel of a pool.